You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio, with guest number 623, recorded June 6th, 2017. Tonight, brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and now Motoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's on Motoring.com. Hey everybody, it's DB in Arizona with a brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio. Uh, everybody's back. We're back from the Detroit Dune Spring Cleanup Party. We're back from Anviv. Uh, we're back from, uh, Brian did some bicycle race or some shit, I don't remember. We're back from all the places we are actually going to talk about Mini Cooper stuff. If you are a patron, you are a cool member of the Cool Kids Club, we actually have some really fun Apple talk going on over at the Patreon community right now. Go over there. Back to WWDC. That's right, because we're all back from WWDC because, you know, we were all there for that, too, or something. (laughs) Not really, but anyway. Alex is the only one who was close. Alex Alex was close-ish, and he was really revved up. You guys just go check that out. Um, So we have that. Uh, We have a lot of Mini Cooper stuff we're going to talk about. We have a new designer, and a lot of people are very upset that it wasn't Frank Stephenson. We're going to talk about that. We have sales numbers, just to make Alex happy. We're going to talk about that, and... I'm hopeful. We will see. We might get a live update from our girl, Crazy Susan, on the current mileage of her Mini Cooper with the CVT transmission. Although it is Mini, late. Mini Zilla. It is late on the East Coast, but Crazy Susan, she might come she's, through. She's excited because she's got a CVT with over 100,000 miles on it. She, she has a zillion miles on her CVT Mini Cooper. So I'm hoping we hear back from her to find out how many miles are still on Mini Zilla. Stay tuned. Okay, drama's over. Uh, we had all that. We plus whatever else we talk about. I think we're going to talk about Mini bringing back the R fifty three or something ridiculous. I don't. Todd had some crazy harebrained idea. No, no, we're not talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, then let's not do that. Let's instead let's uh, before we get to any of this, let's go and pay some bills. I want to remind you guys about our friends over at Motoring at Motoring Still having a big sale. Up to 64% off on a whole bunch of stuff. Just click over there and check it all out. Don't forget before you do anything, if you haven't done this already, I want you to click on the uh, – I want you to actually sign up for the email newsletter. It's right there at the top of the page. you got to do that first. You can't shop at outmotoring.com unless you belong to the newsletter club. What that does is you get on the newsletter mailing list, and uh, Aaron, because he's cool like that, he pays you to be on the email newsletter list uh, with a 5% discount code. Every email that he sends out, so it's not like you're. So it's not like you're giving him your email address. He is paying you a five percent coupon with every email that you receive for use of your email address, which I think is really nice. Todd, put those commas back in your pocket. That's just rude. <laughs> Sorry. Good grief. Anyway, go over to outmotoring.com because, you know, we still have car, we still have uh, cars and coffee events. It's summertime. You live west of the Rockies. You got dust. You got dirt. You got all the nasty, crazy monsoon weather that's going to be hitting Arizona and Nevada here pretty soon. Full line car care products for you over at outmotoring.com. Not only that, but all the personal effects, you know, the t-shirts, the hats, the shirts, watches, all those things, all available for you over at outmotoring.com. And if you need a repair... You fancy yourself a DIY guy, or you know, it doesn't matter. You just, you just want to fix something on your car. You, you know, you lost a piece of plastic trim in the car wash or something. Go over to outmotoring.com. Outmotoring is better than the dealer parts desk. He's got all the parts, he's got them now. He doesn't have to order them because he's already got them on a shelf, right? So it's going to take just as long to get it from Aaron, and he's probably going to sell it to you for the same price, probably even a little bit cheaper, even cheaper still if you use your 5% discount code. Just saying. Just saying, outmotoring.com. Do all that. Get all the things. Do all the things. Right? Right. That's our friends over at outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and uh, steering wheel trim. That's uh, outmotoring.com. Uh, yeah, I don't even look at Slack when I'm doing an ad. Come on, fellas. I've been doing this for far too long. Good grief. <laughs> News music, Mastro. Boom. Boom. Chad gets the win for news music. <laughs> so we talked. We talked. the least porn new, like news this week. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Year. So we talked last time we met. We did talk about the rumor of Frank Stephenson possibly returning to lead Mini Design. Right? Well, that, he said no, and Gabe Bridger said yes. So that's, there you go. That's stated. 
that stayed in the rumor category, and it was wrong. And it was wrong, um, as we figured. And to Thanks, press, and to hurry up and squash any further rumors that maybe you know Gabe got the job. Um, Minnie went ahead and made an announcement on who the new head of Mini Design actually will be, and it's Oliver Heimler from the um, BMW Design Works in California. Yes, and uh, Oliver Heimler um, has been with BMW Design Works for... Since 2000. 17 years. Yeah, he's been working for BMW for a long time. Yeah, exactly. So he was advanced designer, I don't know what that means, at BMW AG, Mm -hmm. stayed in uh, Germany until 2000, uh, 2013, and then, well, actually 2016, uh, and then he went, he became president of uh, Design Works uh, in September 2016, so less than a year ago, 10 months ago. here's, Here's my problem with this. And, um, I have many problems with this, and it's the same problem that the whole internet has with this guy. Yeah, it's it's uh, here. Let me look back and see. I'm, I'm trying to pull up a quote here. I don't think this guy has any exterior design experience. He doesn't. He's he doesn't. he's done a lot of interior design. He doesn't appear so right. Like we, I I I try to look for like anything related to his portfolio online. I couldn't find anything. So based on the LinkedIn descriptions that I see of his jobs, like the job titles, like it's it seems that he's mostly he's mostly been focusing on on interior design. Uh, granted, you know the interior BMWs and Minis look pretty good to my I mean from, yes. from my perspective. Uh, so that's so that's a good thing, right? But um, as I said to the. Uh, to the team, that, that's my theory, and again, I could be completely wrong, and as always, as we say in those cases, like if there's someone from Mini or even a tipster that want to debunk everything that we're going to say here, they're more than welcome to, to let us know. Uh, what, I, what I think is, what I think is happening is that um, this Oliver Halmer was probably, sorry if I mean pronounce the name, was probably not PMW's first choice. Uh, <laughs> probably, not the second, probably not the second or even the third choice if you want my opinion uh, the reason being is that um, the, the, he was no disrespect to Mr. Hammer, but yeah I think you're yeah, right yeah. Oh, no disrespect no, no disrespect at all and he was he was appointed like direct, uh, he was appointed director of design works uh, 10 months ago and so I, I don't think there is anything that he may have done during a 10 month period that made him like all of a sudden, the right choice to be the head of design and me, right? And so, and so, you could have announced him like ten months ago. You could have pretty much announced him like ten months ago, and it would have made a difference, right? Like as far as his experience goes, I think I could be wrong again. Right. And so, what I what I think happened is that they got they try to get maybe Frank Stevenson or maybe someone of that caliber, and they couldn't get that person maybe for for several reasons. First of all, like. If you're comparing uh, Stephenson to uh, Von Oydonk, I think you have a guy that is more successful, or at least that have proven to be successful in more different places than the head of, of design at BMW right now. Mm-hmm. And that, that could be a problem, right? Like you would have someone in the, I'm using a quote-unquote, the lower brand, you know, in the BMW group being more of a design star than anyone else in the BMW group. That could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Or just... Um, well, that person came with too many conditions. Like, I want like total ownership of design. I want to do this. I want to do that. And things that BMW was not willing to, I guess, I guess, give away, right? And so the problem that I have with like this this nomination is that it's a guy that has been that has only worked at BMW. So as far as like experience and design culture um, is concerned, like it's 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 like really, really limited. And we all know like what is the BMW school of design right now is making cars that answer JD Power surveys and that all look alike like Audi and Mercedes do. If you look at any Audis or any Mercedes, they all look alike. They're just like either longer or shorter than the, than the other. And if you look at the 5 and the 7 series, the new 5 and the 7 series of the G, the, the G generation, they really look the same. Like I was in the BMW uh, uh, dealership, and I couldn't tell tell them apart. Like you had to really like look at the length of the car to realize like one was different than the other. And they also drive pretty boring. Like they are pretty boring. Like I, I drove both both of them on the track and uh, on road uh, for two days um, in uh, in April, and they were you know fairly boring cars. So I look at this guy's resume as, you know, BMW School of Design, no exterior design experience, as in work at anywhere else than, than design. I think, like, it's, and, and uh, another thing, Vine is still the, um, 
he's still in charge of exterior design. So Dubai has been working with Gert, been working with uh, with uh, Anders. So he's still responsible of exterior design. So pr you brought in someone that really doesn't have the chops to call the shots, right? Like doesn't have the experience to call the shots. And again, I could be wrong. Uh, and they're going to keep continuing to continue to do design by committee and pretty much to follow the design guidelines, which kind of doesn't sound great to me. And again, I could be totally wrong. No, Alex, here's, here's to support your theory on this. And I, I've had a discussion with quite a few people this week. Here's the breakout quote from the press release, and I'm going to read it exactly as it was in here. This is uh, per Adrian Von Huydonk, head of BMW Group Design. Quote, I'm confident the mini design team under Oliver Heilmer will implement the vision of the brand uh, in future vehicle models and win over many customers. With, with his design expertise and experience, Oliver Heilmer combines continuity with the freshness and vision that he stands for. So, so basically... He's going to implement the current vision, continuing what they're trying to, you know, basically make it a more boring car that appeals to more people, which goes against everything Mini has been for the last 15 years in the U.S. Okay? Right. Here's the disconnect from this, and, and we'll talk about this as the ties to sales, because sales are down 11% again for May, mm -hmm. but they're up in the rest of the world. Here's the disconnect, and the disconnect is in the United States. Many, uh, as far as sales go, numbers have been falling since 2013, okay? So, which was their biggest year ever since they started selling cars in 2002. 2013 was a peak, and they've been dropping precipitously since then, and they have more models, okay? So they're trying to make the car more palatable to a wide audience, yet sales numbers continue to drop. So what does that say? Is it, what it says to me is the, the marketing strategy is not working for the United States. Is it working for BMW? Sure, they're still making profit. They're, they're making good profit as a company worldwide. But it's a big problem when the U.S. used to be the number one market. So what, what is left to do? What are your guys' thoughts on, you know, okay, I think it's not working. Is it marketing? Is it the car? Is it... They, have they watered it down too much? Is it boring? Is it bland? Yeah. And what appealed to people in the U.S. and what made this the hip, cool car well, was that well, it was quirky and weird and design was good. And it wasn't perfect. It wasn't necessarily the most premium thing on the market. But it, right, sure, right. Was fun. it sure was freaking fun to drive. Yeah, they definitely need to strip it down a little bit. I know some of the tech stuff is really nice, but it's not necessarily what everybody wants. And there's you know the person that wants the... You know the midlife crisis car, if you will. I mean, they kind they of want something that's a little more raw. They're going to go buy a, you know, a, a, a Jaguar F-Type, you know, or, or a Corvette or something like that. Twenty thirteen Mini Cooper Roadster S. But hey, they're not going to go. They're not going to go buy a Ford Focus RS because all you people talking to me about that can just shut up now because <laughs> I've heard they, yeah. they stopped at fifteen hundred of those. Yeah, and you can't get them. We're gonna have to. We'll talk about that on another show. Keep going, Chad. But any, you know, it, well, I, one of the things I wanted to bring up on Alex's point was I have quite a few uh, designers that are customers of mine that have all owned minis throughout the years and and multiple minis and and they and I've asked some of them why they're in certain aspects of design aspect and. And one guy who, you know, I liked, I, I, I thought he was really talented, all this stuff. And he's like, you know, I really focused my, my, my design skills on interior because, yeah, everybody wants to be the, the designer that designed this three-quarter shot of this thing and you've got this amount of whatever. But, you know, what I really wanted was a really good long career with this company to support my family and do this and do that. So you can still be a really good designer and not be the exterior designer. You could be a designer of just buttons or whatever based on the interior. Now, if this guy was really good in what he did, he could transfer well into the exterior design. I agree. I agree. You know, so, so again, like as as I preface with all my comments, is that I first of all, yeah, we don't know any of that stuff. We're just made, making assumptions, right? And second of all, I could be totally wrong. And when we see the the, the new mini in twenty nineteen, I guess or twenty twenty, like we're all gonna be like, this is amazing. This is exactly what we've been looking for. So right. I'm just saying that based on yeah. what I see on paper, it's like look at a sports team, right? You see the players. You see what they've done in the past. 
and you're thinking about the future, and you're like, wow, that looks pretty, like, that looks not very helpful to me. And then it turns out they do an amazing season because they got the right mix, because people on the inside knew what they were doing, and they got the right mix. And so, again, I, I hope I'm so wrong. Like, I really hope I'm so wrong. It just doesn't look like it right now. It doesn't look like... No, it, it doesn't. It, it definitely looks like it's going to fall short-ish, you know, based on experience. But then again, the that is that like it's really difficult to argue against the numbers that BMW is achieving like everywhere else but the US. Yeah, yep, doing pretty well. I mean, the, the the car is selling. You gotta say, you gotta admit it. The car is selling pretty well. Yeah, yeah. but that guy is also going to have big shoes to fill, and he's really going to have to come out with some type of really gigantic hit. Or he's only going to last five minutes, you know, within that world. So well, it's not only that. Is I think if sales continue to drop as much as they've been um, over the last couple of years since basically 2015, that a couple of things are going to happen. We're going to start seeing some mini dealers close, possibly. Although, you know, you, you got to ask the question: Is you can't keep good people when a dealer is only selling. 15 cars in a month. They're going to be really grumpy. <laughs> They're going to be really grumpy. I'll tell you, you know, from experience being at dealers that only sell, you know, a few cars in a month, that they're going to be really grumpy. And Brian, I think you're lucky in, uh, in Seattle that you guys have been doing very well out there. People are probably a little more upbeat. I don't know how many salespeople you have. But I know around here when things get slow, it's tough. Now, granted, the dealer itself is still making money because they're still servicing a lot of cars. And they're really good at service. They're just not making it on sales anymore because they just can't. We don't have the customers, and it's not just local. You look at the national numbers, and they stink. They absolutely stink. No, they do. And so, yeah, it, just, it just takes one dealer that's not good at service, though, to be under instantly. Yeah, yeah. And so I, on the cars, then they're not doing anything. Well, I, like I said, I, I wonder what the life – and they still sell enough cars to make money in the U.S., but it's by no means – we all looked at the uh, – we got the whole chart of what Mini's done since 2002. And looking at those, there's a lot of things that stand out to me is – you know, Mini was selling at the most hard tops about 36, 37,000. Uh, was their best year in two thousand eight? Two thousand eight, yeah, thirty six thousand, thirty seven thousand. Yeah, basically sold thirty seven thousand cars. And you look now, in five months, they yeah. sold eleven thousand cars. To be fair, in two thousand eight, in two thousand eight, there was only the convertible and the hardtop and the Clubman. The Clubman had just came out in two thousand eight, and that's it. They, there was right. only three cars in the, in the in the range. There wasn't a Countryman or anything else. But even if you add, let's just let's give it to the benefit of the doubt in, in sure. 2017, and let's put in the four door hardtop. And go between those two cars, many sold about 7,500 of those so far, so far this year, year. Yeah, half the year. Okay. So let's double that and say say they're going to say let's just say we're going to double it and we're going to sell 15,000 hardtops. So that is that comes out to over five months, 18,000 in a year in hardtops. And I'm being generous. I'm yeah. combining two door and four door. Right. Okay. That is fewer than they've sold uh, in any year ever. That is the worst kind of um, – that is the worst – I'm sorry. Uh, I just got a message. I got to move on. That is the worst sales numbers for hardtops, uh, you know, if you combine the two in the history of many since 2002. Yeah. Year, year to date, they've sold barely sold 18,000 cars. Yeah, it's half. It's not even half of what it's sold that's in That's for the entire range, including the eight pacemen that are sold this year. Exactly. Yeah. So if they if they continue on that pace by the end of this year, well, they would have sold like one third less cars than last year. So that's a thirty percent drive. When the basically what I want to say is, and when the entire lineup has been renewed by by now, like the entire lineup is is completely new, right? Like it's only it's, new cars. Yeah, absolutely. Well, although the the F fifty six, the hardtop, is now going on four years old because yeah, they're on the F generation now. We're about to enter our fifth year of the F fifty six hardtop generation because it came out in fourteen, and we're about to roll over to the eighteen model year. So we're we're about to go into five years of that. So that's it's hard to say that that's still new, even though in our minds it, it is. But you know, and that's when sales of the hardtop. That's when the numbers really turned. My point is that light car and truck sales in the U.S. are down overall. All brands 
what, uh, about 5% for the year. Something like that, yeah. And Mini's done more than double that. It's, it, we're in the double digits now for the year. Um, and, and this is bad. And this is bad for a number of reasons. Everybody say, well, at least we're doing better than smart. No, don't be, don't pull that out of your ass every time you say mini sales are down. And somebody's like, at least we're doing better than smart car. And at, least for, smart at, least, car. at least me's Sorry, doing better. You, you, actually, uh, I hear that smart, um, actually the new smart herd is pretty good. Go check out Jalopnik. That's what they were saying. Yeah. Don't forget to edit out my F-bomb. Yeah, F-bomb. I know. All I got to edit out Todd's fucking F-bomb. Great. <laughs> no. So, what uh, GB and uh, and, and uh, Brian think about the, the design nomination? Not important. I'm sorry, Alex. What was that? The design lead. I want you guys know. I want to. I want to know what you guys think about the new design lead. Yeah, I don't know. It's. Uh, I think it's a little bit too too little too late. Uh, I think damage is already done with the F car. Uh, and it's going to take. It's going to take not just an LCI refresh. It's going to take like a complete redo. And it's going to. They're going to have to find somebody that can draw up a car and make it look as close to the R56 as possible to get these sales back. And as, as and still be safe to crash into people. Yeah, and as Gabe said in our discussions too, is that we're so deep into what has already been signed off on for Mini yeah. and LCI and everything. Uh, our new designer is uh, any kind of impact he's going to have is at least three or four years away yeah. from seeing. Yeah, yep. yep. mm-hmm. I agree. And we all know car companies, much like Apple, and we've been talking about a lot lately, right. is very reticent to release any kind of information in advance. Now, if we if we get to see a um, a concept car, yeah, like a vision, mini vision, or something, we get to see a vision or a concept car, which we've we've frequently gotten to do with Mini. They did concepts for the F car. They did a concept for the Paceman. They did a concept for the Clubman. Super Leger. Uh, yeah, they, they, well, the Super Leger is something that didn't come to fruition. But I'm saying the things that did actually happen yeah. were pretty close. So I think if we get to see a concept in the next one to two years. We might hope that there's hope for something, for some big changes. I don't think the LCI is going to be big changes from what we've seen and heard. Yeah, no, I don't either. At least as far as looks, I don't think it's going to help boost sales. I don't think the premium aspect of, hey, it's a premium product and it's no longer fun. I cry bullshit on this that they came out, many corporate from the top down, Germany and worldwide, they said, we, re- we need to rebrand this car back in 2014 that it's it's too fun, it's too you know frivolous, and people don't like you know that people want a more serious car. And now we're seeing the results of it in the U.S. And you're like, maybe for the rest of the world, but the U.S. we want something fun. Give us our fun car back, and we'll start buying it again. Otherwise, sorry, we're going to go somewhere else. If we just need a boring car, we might as well save ten grand. Right. That's my attitude right now. No, you're 100 percent correct. And it shows, I mean, I'm looking at the sales here. It shows in the sales. I mean, sales really took a serious nosedive actually in 2013, which is right about when the F56 started coming out and there was all those production issues. And then the F56 is out for the full all of 2014 and sales were off uh, roughly 50% to 2012. Unbelievable. That should have said something to everybody. They should have went, oh, well, yeah, there's a problem. Mm -hmm. Now, Now, that being said, I have a 2016 JCW, and I freaking love the car. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite minis ever. But I also have a 2013 Roadster here, which I also freaking love. Both of these cars, and here's the problem in the U.S. It's not that the mini sucks. The mini doesn't suck. It's a good car. Alex, you have a JCW. You have your you know. You Alex has a couple issues. rattles issues, and Alex is too much of a sissy to go to the dealer and wears pants <laughs> to say anything about it. So we're yeah, not going to so say anything about Alex's issues with but, his car. We're going to say that the F fifty six is a really good car. But yeah. Alex, driven my car, and he, he yeah. liked. So I to give his point. Um, I had I don't know if I told you this, guys, but I had uh, two people drive down with me uh, from San Francisco to LA. Uh, you know, when I did the trip to uh, on the mini, yeah. they loved it. They loved it, and and you know obviously one of them sat in the back, but they they, they actually love the car. Like they find it like really nice to drive and like yeah. comfortable and it's fast. And uh, no, and I enjoyed it. Like I, I said it last I said it last time on the last show is that until you actually do a road trip with your car, I or drive it very often like every day, which I don't because I only drive it during the weekend. Like it's hard to appreciate because it doesn't you you can't really it doesn't express itself like just driving it in the, in the city. 
but it's it's a really good it's a really good mini for all the the design flaws that I see, especially on the front end. Uh, it's still, like the interior is amazing, uh, the power is amazing, um, and no, it's a really really good mini. But you know, we're not we're not like BMW. I mean, mini is, is should sell to us. I guess they're not trying to sell to us. They're trying to appeal to the, appeal to the greater number, uh, and it's. Definitely not working in the U.S. For me. And here's the here's the tough part, and this kind of brings it full circle that we've we've basically now proved the point a little bit. Is that it's not that Mini is a bad car, and it's not that it's changed so much that it's no longer fun to drive. It's still a fun to drive car. I still love it uh, as much or more than anything else on the road, especially for the price, for for what it is. Now, I haven't driven the Focus RS. I haven't driven you know a lot of things that are competitively priced. I did drive a. You know, Subaru WRX did not like that in comparison. Might I would not. Do with that, I, might have had something to do with that giant wing on the back. <laughs> I would. I would not buy that and drive that. It, it had its pluses, but no, I would not buy that over a Mini. That's but for, here's and the, that's for another show altogether. Here's the problem: is it comes down to, and I'm starting to realize, it's all about marketing in the U.S. Mini's marketing sucks. Yeah. It sucks in the U.S. And what are they doing? They're buying TV spots when the people they're trying to target and the people who really are going to buy this car don't watch TV. Yeah, I recently – I forgot where I was, but I was uh, you know, I was in a sports bar or something, and I saw an ad for Mini. <laughs> right. It was a countryman, wasn't it? Um, I think it was. I'm not really sure. And I, it was on like ESPN during like a women's softball game. I don't remember exactly when it was. But I thought it was weird. Uh, no. I think it was actually regular. I don't even remember. But I just remember seeing a, an ad for a television. I thought that was odd. We were shocked. We were watching a, a baseball game on ESPN not long ago. It was late at night. It was a, it was a West Coast game. Yeah. And there was an ad for the Mini Countryman on, on TV. On, it was talk, on, about it was missing, in, talk about missing their mark. Yeah. And I'm the Mini like, Cooper demo well, is not watching baseball games. I'm sorry. We might no. watch the occasional baseball games, but I don't think that's the best use of my ad dollars. Yeah. I don't think so. it's, it's not, but you also have to remember that sometimes a product has to be in your face a lot, or otherwise you don't sell it, uh, i.e., right. the Snuggie. You know, <laughs> millions of people bought that. It yeah, wasn't very expensive. That's what Mini needs. It's actually not a bad idea. But Chad, I like I like where you're going. But with you that. see what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's, you gotta, it's you gotta sometimes and that's you why have to put that idea into somebody's head. And that's why there's roadside signs. But that being said, TV ad buys are expensive, and I don't. Oh, they're real expensive. Yes, I mean you can definitely spend way more money on internet or whatever. You know, and nobody watches. The commercials during a major league f- baseball game. That's when they get up to go to the bathroom or get another beer or or they mute it and they're not even hearing it. They might see the mini emblem, it, maybe. You know, DB, that's exactly what happened in our situation is I got up to go either make drinks or go to the restroom or whatever. And my lady friend says from the other room, hey, look, there's a mini ad on. You got to rewind this. So I go back on the DVR and I back it up. And I'm like, huh, Countryman ad on TV. What do you know? What do you that know? was a waste. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was a good ad. Don't get me wrong. It was many should be doing right now like what uh, Casper's doing, like what Audible's doing. Mini needs to find a good high volume podcast that they can advertise with, and I think that would be a better <laughs> spend of their money. And I'm not uh, talking so about too, us. we're not talking about us. I'm not I mean, talking like, about us because we would not be a good we would not be a good um, a good outlet for yeah I'm yeah exactly we would be a poor fit for Mini Cooper advertising but an ad you know to go over to Twit or because Leo will advertise if you give him a car um, or you know any of the other podcasts the tech nerd podcasts I mean that would be a really that would be a better fit for your ad dollars if you're Mini USA than you know, giving money to whoever's putting their ads on ESPN what yeah. I haven't had TV in a long time, and I'm totally fine without it because there's way better things to do with my life. But I am on YouTube. I'm on various things on the on the internet, right. and obviously Google does their job when I'm looking for things and stuff. They know how to target myself. So when I'm on YouTube on lunch hour, just watching stupid Russian car crash videos, you know, you're seeing Mini Cooper ads in there, and those ads are very good. They're very direct they're very appealing they're like hey i could go camping in this car i could do things with my dog i can do they're trying to play to that person which is 
kind of my age that had the R53 originally, and now we're a little more sophisticated, I'd like to believe, that, uh, you know, we've got, uh, you know, significant others, we have pets, we have things, and we want to do more things than just go to the bar and get drunk every every weekend, you know? Right. So I think they are trying to make those and get those ads toward that person. I do think, you know, the, the Google ads, the YouTube videos, those are very high traffic things but, but that are going to be getting, low cost. But they're not getting people to dealerships to look at cars or buy cars. Well, and here, here's, here's the problem with this. And maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. But that's word of mouth. That's word of mouth. Yeah, well, here's here's my here's my problem with it uh, in general. The marketing push, and this is I'm just speaking for the United States. If you're listening in other parts of the world, you may tell me different because I don't see your ads in right. other parts. We of don't the world. see I any of the ads for like the UK, for example. Right. Or right. I don't see how you're marketed to and what China appeal- or Japan or 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 Germany. Right, and and what appeals to you there, but but for me, I think, and and this goes to a, a global marketing initiative for many is that this car is trying to be everything to all people. And that's where marketing campaigns for any brand fail. Right. And they fail miserably. Unless you're Coca-Cola. Right. Because or Pepsi. Everybody, everybody drinks something. Right. Okay. And, and, and whatever you want to appeal to them. Or your Kleenex or something that everybody uses the product. But you're like, well, maybe everybody has a car. No, I think many needs to embrace what they are and realize it's a niche company and target at that. They've right. tried to water themselves down to the point where their car, and we've said this time and time again on the show for the last five, ten years, is that Mini's designed by committee. They've listened too much to the J.D. Power mm-hmm. results because They're at, designing at the, height, to the J.D. Power results. That's at the height of sales in 2013, what do they do? They decide, oh, next year we're going to move the window switches to the doors because people don't like them. It's too quirky. Right. You've sold more cars than ever, and what do they do? And all of a sudden, the things start going down. And I'm like, when are they going to figure out this didn't work for the U.S.? (laughs) When are they going to figure out that that was a giant, massive failure listening to these J.D. Power jackass surveys? And I can say that because I've taken two of them. I've got about four freaking dollars to show for it. (laughs) Did you frame those? Did you frame those crisp dollar bills, Todd? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure I bought Powerball <laughs> yes. and of course didn't win anything. <laughs> but, Played my Vegas and yeah. tripled your money. That's true. That's true. I might, I might have taken it to Vegas, which then I did. <laughs> and I well, was, you know, that that's the exact same thing too. It's like, I really liked the things that the R53 brought to the table. I loved all of the things to it. I like the design of the R56. I did like some of the power plant ideas and some of the real reliability, but the overall fit, the function, the work of the interior. So again, a very R50, fine car. No, R56. But it was different. The R56 was not a good car. I will argue anybody that all day long. The first gen R56 until the pre-LCI was crap. That was well, not a yeah. good car, Chad. It wasn't well built. Reli- reli- reliability. It wasn't reliability. It wasn't reliable, and it wasn't well built. The car was a pile of crap. Well, but if you think about how well it was built previously to the R53s, as far as interior squeaks and stuff the, like that, I thought the 2006 R53 was better quality than any 2008, 9, 10, or 11 R56. I wouldn't necessarily think of that, but but what I was trying to get towards was the things that made that car awesome were those, those like the the window switches being in the center stuff i mean that really made a ton of sense and when they went to the door panels i was like eh, i don't want this car anymore right. and you know and what? It i've driven been that small i've driven the car for a couple of years we had a 14 so basically for the last three years i've driven a car with the window switches in the door i, I really don't mind but the problem is now is I have one foot in, in two generations, and every time I get out of the car to turn it off, what I end up doing in the Roadster is I reach down and I lock the doors. It's like I, I go to shut the car off. I'm like, crap, that's not worth it. So your, your mind does change, and I don't think that's a big deal. But my, my point is that that's quality, quality things aside, the, the design by committee and looking at U.S. results, J.D. Power Survey, is a really, really bad marketing idea. You need to believe in your product. And I, I understand from a business standpoint why many made the decisions. But I'm like, holy crap, we're now four years into this grand experiment, if you will, and sales have tanked yep. for since 2013. 
at their peak. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I'm, at, I'm saying at some point, and I'm here hoping this, Patrick McKenna, if you're listening to the show, I'm talking to you, <laughs> talking to, to Tom Salkowski. This is why you guys are there. We love you guys. And is to come back and go, really, guys, we believe in this product. It's a good product. And I'm saying this from my heart. Todd Pearson, White Roof Radio. I believe in this product. It's a good product. I love it. I love my JCW, my 2016 JCW. And it's it's one of my favorite minis that I've owned. So I'm like, just embrace the quirkiness. Embrace the fact that it's not for everybody. Yeah, we have everything from you know a hardtop to a, a countryman and everything in between. But it doesn't have to be everything to everybody. Embrace the quirkiness and just do what you do and do it well. And... And embrace and just live with that. It's yeah, yeah. But so, so like even even so, there, there, there was one thing to be said though is that even if um, even if the car went back to its route, like we're not even sure like this is the main reason why it's not selling as well as it used to in the US, right? So like it would be, I mean, whatever the reason is, like they should act on that reason. And if they can't find a reason, then that's like, maybe that, I guess it's a bigger problem than it seems to be. Yeah, if right. the reason is in fact, like the, the, what the car stands for, what the brand stands for, yes, they, they need to come back to it. Unfortunately, Mini USA has like very little say in those things because, because really going, going back, going back to the roots, going back to like the, your, the, you know, the, what the brand stands for, that ties very uh, tightly into design, right? And and you know, Mini USA, as I'm sure they have like pretty much zero say in what the right. final design is going to be, right. except for maybe make sure there's like enough cup holders for the US version, right? <laughs> That's- here's, here's what I'm saying though: is you know what I feel like? I feel like um, uh, an Apple fanboy back in the mid to late 2000s. Yeah. Okay. Before the before the iPhone. When, you know, I was a, a Mac fanboy, and I've always used Macintosh computers, always used Apple products, had the iPods, all of that. And before they really kind of took over the world with the iPod, you know, and then, the, then later the iPhone, it was really frustrating because you're like, this is a really good product. Why aren't more people buying this? Why are we like 10th in, you know, Apple? Why is Apple like 10th in brand awareness in this product? And and whatever, and I'm starting to feel the same way about Mini. I think they're making a good product. I think, yeah, I don't like everything about the design of the of the current generation of cars, but there is enough about this car to go, holy crap, you guys are marketing this terribly, terribly. If people just knew how great this car was, they would buy it. Get asses into the dealers. Get people to come drive these cars, and don't do it with these stupid gimmicks. Get, don't do it with TV ads, but figure out some new innovative way. Get people in to drive these cars. Make people evangelists again for your brand. And start selling some cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really quick, just to finish off. Um, I'll, uh, I got real hard. I got real money that says Mini doesn't even sell 40,000 cars in the United States this year. Yeah, that's uh, like, uh, yeah. Wow. That would be, that would be no really rough. You said it right here on the podcast. We're, Mini USA is not going to sell 40,000 cars in the United States in the year 2017. My theory is they don't break 50,000. It's going to be less than 50,000, which right. is conceivable we're, considering the drop from, let, let's say from 2013, and we're going to say this right now, 2013 sold 66,500 cars, yep. and it's dropping since then. It dropped 10,000 in 2014 to 56, went up a little bit in 14 to 58, Back down in sixteen to fifty-two thousand, mm-hmm. and then now this year I think it's going to be at fifty thousand. Nah, I say it's going to be uh, yeah, well under fifty, and I'll be surprised if it's over forty. So that's what we get. So we're dealing with here, folks. Hope somebody notices sooner than later. It'd be pretty nice because um, it's a, it's not a bad product. It's, it's, a, a, good, it's a it's a great car, and there's. No. Yeah, yeah. They just need to figure out how to get the Uberers and the trophy winners to go out and buy a damn car. It's it's funny it's funny because like we've all again like the 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 reproach that we make to the car like I'm already thinking about what I would get after the lease ends and like I don't see what else I would I would go buy <laughs> like other than maybe like a Porsche that I can afford or maybe the M2 like I would 
Probably, probably go back into JCW. Right. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I like it that much. Like I like it that much. Right. And I'm actually very excited to see what they're going to do with the GP3. Hopefully, they make it. Um, because it's it's that. I mean, it's when you spake it right, it's that good. It's really that good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that. I wish you guys could drive my car also. And Brian, I know he's got a new We need to do. We need to pay some bills. So finish up your thought, Todd. Yeah, I was going to say that. And and. If you could drive the car that I hope to be the GP3, would be basically my car, the way it's equipped with a wing on it. Hmm. Um, I really do believe it's a good car and it's a fun car. And I wish it didn't cost $42,000. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Basically. Yeah. Sit, sit tight right there. I'm going to put a temporary pin in that. I want you guys, while we're pinning, is I want you to go over, and that's pinning. Keep it clean, folks. I want you to click over to cravenspeed.com, cravenspeed.com, cravenspeed.com. That's where they sell, they, they make and sell the really cool custom stuff for your mini, right? And not just your mini. Oh, no, folks, not just your mini. I want you to click over to Craven Speed. You're going to see they just put up a brand new customer gallery, and you're going to see everything there. You're going to see some Corvettes. You're going to see some Mazdas, some BMWs, a couple Porsches, a couple Volkswagens. They make stuff for a lot of different cars. If you want something cool and something rad for a car that's a Mini or whatever else you might happen to have in the driveway, maybe your wife's car or maybe your car and the wife's car is a Mini, go over to Craven Speed. They have cool stuff. And it's not just like um, the shorty antennas. There's a dipstick for the Mini. There's dipsticks for other cars. There's the cell phone mounts that, that are really slick, especially if you're in one of those communist states where you can't hold the cell phone when you drive anymore. And I wish mm-hmm. more states would do that. Um, they have really slick mounts for that. They've got the platypus mount. So for those straight that where you have to have the front license plate that we don't drill into the front bumper really really nice plus 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 a reminder too is if you are rocking the r53 that's the first generation mini cooper s with a supercharged motor the best mod is a pulley your pulley you're going to run is the craven speed pulley get over there and get this stuff ordered all you have to do is click over to cravenspeed.com now when you go to place your order um, I want you to leave a comment. There's a comment form actually on the order form. And I want you to make sure you say thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. They do too. They, of course, being our friends over at Craven Speed. Cravenspeed.com. Please go check them out. Yes. And can I say something too? Like if you have Netflix, go watch this series called Abstract Art and Design. And even if you're just into cars, it's a, it's a great show about design. But um, episode five was about automotive design and kind of focused on the, the guy who's head of Mazda. And it's a fascinating look into the passion. And like Chad said earlier, somebody who wanted to go work for a company and always desired to work for that company and wants to retire there. And uh, it's a really good, really good show, really good series. You can skip over some of the episodes if they don't, you know, there's like, there's eight, eight episodes in the series, but it's called Abstract, the Art of Design. It's on Netflix. It's good. Nice. Very cool. Link for that will be in the show notes, so you guys don't have to actually go search for it. I'll make sure you can click it. And hey, by the way, can, can we say this to you? I'm just going to throw a little Apple thing in there, DB, since you talked about you wish more people couldn't touch their oh, phones. Oh, couldn't touch their phones. Yes, I was super I, excited iOS 11 coming finally coming out with a do not disturb while I'm driving mode. Yes. And I'm just going to make everybody take a pledge right now. It's very easy and, to disable because all you have to do is touch I'm not driving but honestly, right. folks, um, listen to Todd. Go, Todd. I'm going to take the pledge. I'm going to take the White Roof Radio pledge right now. White Roof Radio use pledge. It. I'm seriously. I'm raising my hand. I'm going to take the White Roof Radio pledge. I'm going to use this when it becomes available. Same and here. you're going to get a message. If you send me a text or anything, it's going to say, I'm driving. I'll respond when I get back. Yeah. Because I don't want to be distracted. Because I'm, I'm the king of that, too. A text message comes in. I'm like, ooh. What's up? Oh, yeah, I'm, I am not because I live west of the Rockies, so I've just got it ingrained in my brain that if I do that, I'll crash or I'll you know, get a giant ticket. Or because you ride on two wheels, too. Yeah, and I also cycle, so I don't yeah. want to hit bicyclists. Yes, exactly. Although, I saw a bicyclist the other day run a stop sign and almost get hit by a car. And yeah. it was like, well, that's his sorry, own. guys. That, that's, that's his own. Sorry, guys. He's, he's I wanted to scream at him. Hey, you, you have to follow the rules of the road just like Yes, you. yes, he does. Give, give him my number, Todd. I'll talk. There you go. Yeah. And if, if you guys want to hear more talk like that, go check, over, go check out Red Bikes Radio. It's Brandon and I. We talk about bicycling every nice other thing. week. Yeah. <laughs> Redbikesradio.com. Thank you, Todd. Available where finer podcasts are found. 
You're welcome. I was pissed at the bike. I, I Dude, never I, get. I'm so I get mad at people. I get. I, I actually pulled over once and yelled at a guy for doing that. I but I've like, also pulled over and I told a guy that his seat was too low. So. Yeah, that's a, dude, it's a whole, I have totally made DB that guy. It's, it's a whole other thing. We just, don't, we just can't talk about cycling on White Roof Radio. Um, we, but yeah. Instead, what we do, in, as many people, is we yell at people for driving their cars incorrectly. Yes. Well, yes. or, you know, well, driving with a phone in their hand. So I'm with yep. Todd. I will take the pledge. If I'm, driving my, if I'm driving my car, which I do already, and my little thing comes up and says, oh, hey, your car's in do not disturb mode, so you can't touch it. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll just make sure that, you know, music's playing, podcasts are playing before I start driving. Done and done. I can do it. Cool. If I can do it, you guys can do it too. Make it happen. Not that hard. It's really not. And get a cool not mount. Make it easy. Todd, what mount do you have? You have the CUDA mount? Yeah, I have the CUDA USA mount in so my the, car. It's the, a little expensive. It's like 100 bucks. Yeah, for the whole it's thing. slick. It looks like it's part of the dash. Yeah, it's yeah. really nice. And it's, a, it's Apple approved that when I snap it in, it also charges and runs all of my data. My, it hooks one of my, my Arizona my, friends hooked up a, a quad lock uh, a bracket to it. And then put a quad lock case on their phone so it works with the quad lock stuff if you're a quad lock oh, user, nice. right, Brian? So, yeah. So yeah. the QD USA mount's available on Amazon. Check that out. Go over to Craven Speed, get a FlexPod adapter, do something to put your phone so you can see it, but yeah. not put it in your hand. I just like it because for as little as I drive, when I snap it in, when I drive, it at least charges the phone right. and I can listen to my tunes. Yeah. You know, I can use the, the mini system and scroll through and go, hey, here's a playlist, hit the playlist, and it's it's really nice. I don't have the nav system in my car, but I do have mini connected in the screen, and uh, which now everybody does when you buy a mini. Everybody gets the same system I have, and uh, it's pretty awesome. Nice. Pretty awesome. And I can't wait to play with CarPlay. I'm so, like, I think I'm the last person on the show. Maybe Chad um, has not. Oh, try CarPlay or Android I, in a car. I have not tried CarPlay either time. I, I haven't. Really? I haven't played with not it in yet. any. I've only oh. played with it in the Chevy Malibu and in the Malibu. I'm not kidding. It was amazingly awesome. Amazing. It's pretty it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. But I, I wonder if uh, all those uh, you know reseller of uh, iPhone mount. I'm not going to lose like I'm not going to tend to lose like business as you have CarPlay more and more across cars. Because frankly, like once you have CarPlay, what do you need to hang your phone for? Right. You know. True. Yeah, you can well, leave it yeah, in your pocket. Yeah, things like a, Here's the, Well, you know, see that there's a phone call coming in. Until yeah, Apple, that shows which, up on the screen though, actually with uh, CarPlay. Oh, okay. Yeah, until until Apple comes out with a wireless charging solution. For me, it's all about hey, I could use an extra ten or fifteen minutes of charge on my phone. That's going to help me at the end of the day, not get to the you know. <clears throat> oh well, no, it's like right. One word for you, uh, Todd. Plus. I have a plus. I have a seven plus. You have a seven yeah. plus? Okay. Yeah, I have a seven plus, dude. I run that battery down like all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really I'm, do. I'm looking at the CUDA site right now, and that's actually a really nice unit. And they've got it on the CUDA site for sixty six bucks. So that's really nice. The, you have to buy the the mount with it goes with it. I think it, you're going to end up spending a hundred to hundred twenty dollars yeah, by the time you buy the hardware that goes with. Okay. Yeah, my lady friend's yeah. got the same mount in the Roadster that doesn't charge. It just snaps the phone in yeah. because. Um, DB, as you have learned, that you can't you unless you have the the mini Y connector cable. You can't which charge. Is really only three inches long and sucks donkey balls. Right. Yeah. Saying that now, it really is bad. The it's only awful. solution is to plug in a cable, USB cable, to your your iPhone, and then run an aux port out of the iPhone to there. So we've just completely. But, but doing it. that doesn't charge the phone. Yeah, no, it does charge the phone. It does. Yeah, but God, it take not fast it's enough. It's, it's, it's a trickle charge at best. So here's the here's the solution that we've gone to in the Roadster DB is many cells a little dual USB charger yep. that plugs into the, uh, um, so uh, the power, adapter. power adapter. Yeah, we run that out to charge the iPhone and then use the aux port. Actually, you don't even use the aux port. We just take all of our music and put it on a, a flash drive. Right, which I just need to do that. But DB, you've got in addition to that, you've got a hard drive built into your car. You can load right, the music on, which I haven't even played with yet. I'm a you really have a bad forty gig, you have a forty gig hard drive built into your car that you can music. put music on. All you have to do is put it on a flash drive, snap it in, and go transfer to the car. I'm gonna yeah. play with that. I'm doing it this weekend. I promise. I've been really busy with Anviv and other things, and we'll do a full brew of Hank report next week. I promise. 
Yeah, DB, it's like a 40 gig iPod built into your car, and the you've got artwork and everything built in because you've got the nav system in that generation. It is a wonderful, wonderful thing that they really don't tout much. Right. At all. They don't talk about it at all. No, it's like you've got a 40 gig iPod built into the car. Yeah. Now, the only way to put it in there is With a, you know, drive. a flash drive. Flash drive but. but it's easy. You snap the flash drive in, and then you just go transfer to car. Right. And it yeah. It doesn't overwrite. It just keeps adding to it. So you right. can keep filling up the flash drive until you're full. Yeah, I'm and that drive got smaller in the F-Cars time. It did. Yeah, it went down to 20 gigs in the F-Cars. Mm, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because, because it, cause that, the 200, well, it's a total of a 200 gig hard drive yeah. if you have a car with nav. And then 180 of it is nav with 20 gigs left over for media. That's that's expected because everything sits on the cloud, so they would they would they would they would assume that like you don't need that much space to actually have of me on your car. Speaking of um, speaking of uh, of uh, you know, infotainment, um, I, I don't know if you can check this out, but since so I'm not sure if it's an iOS update or because I got a software update like the one that you got a few months ago. Uh, but since I got that software update, I cannot skip songs. Uh, with the steering wheel or with the uh, you know the forward or the backward button on really? the on the is U- that is that on Bluetooth or when you're connected on USB uh, on Bluetooth and and when I do it from the phone like it changes fine but like controls, so the, it sounds like because that that works fine in my car can you do the buttons on the stereo self top I mean uh, uh, Alex no they don't work either like the button the, on the head unit and the button on the on the steering wheel don't work. Yeah. Uh, on, on my car, the steering wheel buttons don't work, but on the head unit, they work. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, what if connect- and that's only on Spotify. It's not on Pandora, and it's not on Apple Music. So what if you connect via USB cable? Did your- it works fine. It's 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 USB, you can use anything. It works fine because that's the only way. I don't use yeah. audio on my car because my phone's always snapped in, and it's head, you know, it's, it's uh, plugged directly into the but car. Right. Yeah, it, which causes its own issues because then, you know, it's like, okay, USB audio is disabled, and sometimes it just shuts USB audio off. It, oh. it basically turns USB to the car off. And this has happened to me since I've owned the car now at least 10 times. I take a picture of it every time it happens. And the Mini basically turns USB off. And I've reported this. I've taken it in for service. They've talked about it. And Mini's response is, huh. <laughs> That's pretty much their response every time. On that. That's their response. And you know what? Huh. I, think, I think we have a show title. Yeah, huh. <laughs> <Major> <laughs> fun. Huh. That's yeah. the best shit I'll ever. <laughs> yeah. That is that, or I need to buy a snuggie. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, my car does the same so, thing. What's really funny is if I plug in the USB cable on my car, it yeah. disables Bluetooth. Oh, yeah. yeah, it should. It should because it knows it doesn't want to compete. It's like, which one of these do I choose? So your Bluetooth still works. Yeah, for phone but call. but uh, I don't get audio playback with USB only. I still have to plug in the audio, the aux yeah. cable. Because it's still it's still uh, USB one. It's not even yeah. USB two. I know it's right. It's, it's just dumb. Oh. It's just like right yeah. and, and in that should, generation. You should ask that even on that generation car. It should still say, "Oh, we see that you've plugged in USB. Are you just charging, or are you going to plug in the aux yeah. cable as well?" It's, it's Here's not. the cool thing about that generation, both USB one and two dB. Like yeah. if you were to use your your iPhone or Android phone for navigation, right? Okay, let's say, and you want to turn by turn navigation, you don't even have to have nav. Because basically what the phone does is it makes a phone call to your car. It comes up yeah. like a phone call when it does the navigation announcements. It mutes the audio and it comes over the speakers. And you don't even have to have Bluetooth audio streaming for that to work in a minute. So you don't need to have Mini connected for that to work. You just need correct. to have Bluetooth for your that, phone. That's yeah, correct. Bluetooth oh, audio. Nice. Bluetooth. Which your car does, Stevie. Well, my car is Bluetooth audio. I've got, I've yeah, got connected. So I've got Bluetooth. You have the wire cartridge. Yeah. Exactly. I'm saying our Roadster does not even doesn't have a screen. We just have the regular head unit. Right. But it does have Bluetooth for calling. Right. And if you use navigation and you use turn by turn, it'll basically the turn by turn announcements come over the speakers in the car. That's nice. Just really cool because what it's using is the, the telephone port, you know, the the Bluetooth like it's making a phone call. Right. So what comes up on the screen is like you're getting a phone call from your phone. It's the most bizarre. You know that makes sense because if I'm let's say I'm doing uh, Apple, let's say I'm doing Apple or Google Maps doesn't matter. We'll say Google Maps because it behaves better. I've got a sure. podcast playing in 
my podcast app, right, which is Overcast. So I've got Overcast playing, 99% Invisible, Wired Radio, Ride Bikes Radio, something. And then I've got turn-by-turn directions coming from Google. What happens is Google comes on and talks, but while it does is it mutes or stops playback on everything else that's playing. So because that makes, just, that makes oh, sense. Yeah. That it's like you're getting a phone call. Yep. That's very like interesting, people. Todd. That's a good that's a good uh, good observation, man. I like that. It is a good tip for people. If you even if you don't have navigation every, in your yeah, car. Yeah, but everybody has Bluetooth in their car since two thousand seven. Bluetooth what, for no, phones. Well, not all of them. No, not all of them. It didn't wasn't, it wasn't standard. When did they when did oh. they make it standard? Was it I thought it was like uh, at least with thirteen. Club, Twelve or thirteen. 13. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was yeah. close to LCI. I thought it was sooner than that. No, Nobody has a car older than 2013 now. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Most Todd, speaking of, speaking of nobody from. having cars older than 2013. Cash uh, for Clunkers got away, got, did away with all those cars, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Uh, <laughs> Except for Chad. But Todd, the last yeah, show, not the last show he, we didn't have Chad because Chad was wiped out getting ready for a spring cleanup party at Detroit Tune and all that. So it was uh, just you and Alex and me and uh, Gabe. I think. And you said that you're the only one that didn't have an automatic transmission car, which was an interesting point because I was also thinking during that show that I was the only one that was driving a non-JCW car. No. Also a good point. Which is, what was that? Hello? Did somebody forget to take their credit card out of the machine? That was the point of you not driving a JCW car. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Tim. So, so there is something I admit is uh, it's the fact that I'm not using the, uh, the the reason I don't use the cable is because if I see that if the phone is attached to something in the car, I'm gonna tend I'm gonna tend to look at it like I'm gonna tend to look at it, which is a very bad thing that no one should be doing. So you that's why I use not disturb. Yeah, I know. So, but yeah, I know. Yeah. So, so, so I, put it like, I, I like Bluetooth audio because I put it in my pocket and I don't look at the phone until I get out of the car. Right. Alex right. like streaming music from his pants. <laughs> that is your show. And with that, I want to say that I believe we're finished. <laughs> good grief. Alex uh, likes music from his pants. That's right. I hope everybody had a good time at the Detroit Tune Spring Cleanup Party. We Chad already talked about that. Uh, of course, if you're within you know a three day drive of Detroit Tune, he's already at your shop anyway. Go over to Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Find all the cool stuff, especially if you know you like the work that Chad does here. Pass the word along. You need something to buy something. You need to buy something cool. You need a spare tire for your car with a cool, custom crafted, made with love cover. Made by Chad's mom. The only place to get that, Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Go over there, check it out if you would be so kind. And like if you're close, Chad's your shop anyway, right? Done and done. I mean, come on now. And then also, too, I want you to remember MotoringStripes.com. MotoringStripes.com. Uh, MotoringStripes.com. Chad, uh, Todd, are you, everything's caught up. How are we coming on all the boot protector strips? Um, we are doing very well. In fact, I've just opened it up to Canada and Mexico and started shipping them like mad. So that's for the that's for the uh, Clubman bumper protection strip. Is that correct? Or anything you want to buy now, you can buy in Canada and Mexico. Nice. Look at that. Congratulations, Canada and Mexico. Um, so there you go. The Clubman. It's like my own little mini version of NAFTA. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get the bumper protection strip for the Clubman. You can also get it for the Countryman. New Countryman, not yet? Yet? Soon? No, it's still not yet. Still in development? It's not a matter of desire here. It's just a matter of time. So it's coming. Okay, got it. So keep an eye out for that. Um, if you're one of the people that I have been pushing to see Todd for the White Roof Radio Sunroof Delete Kit, you need to – this is the MotoringStripes.com hack. <clears throat> you live west of the Rockies and you want your air conditioning to work and you don't want sun coming down into your you know, and blaring into your eyeballs, go over to MotoringStripes.com. Scroll to the bottom of any page. Use the contact form there. You hit contact. And then all you do is you put in your name, your email address, and then you put your subject as White Roof Radio Sunroof Delete Kit. And then you put in what color your roof is, what your car is. Todd will send you a quote and take care of it from there. And then you can have a sunroof blacked out and air conditioning in your car that actually works. I can tell you right now, it's 100 bucks. Boom, 100 bucks. And you install it yourself. Super simple to install. You need a spray bottle full of lightly soaked water, and you can install the thing yourself in like 10 minutes. You don't even need water if you do it in the shade. Yeah, see, there you go. Easy peasy, Japanese. No there. cutting. No cutting either. Yeah, it's already ready to go. Literally, you peel it off and stick it on. Chad's even done these. <laughs> yep. 
Wow. Chad's installed a lot of graphics, to be fair. Come on now. Chad installed a lot. Chad installed a lot of graphics. Come on now. Anyway, motoringstripes.com. Go over there. Check it all out. Don't forget to do the swag things, the really cool keychains, and uh, badges and decals, because Motoring Stripes is, of course, the official badge maker of Mini Take States 2016 and um, Amphiv. Those badges were so rad. Nice. Got any left? Are they all gone? Um, I have one or two left. And I might need one from you. We'll talk offline. Uh, okay. That's it. Motoringstripes.com. Boom. Does anybody have anything else? Oh. Brian, do you have anything else? Uh, a couple small, yeah, a couple quick things here. Just PHEV stuff really fast. Oh, yeah, Brian, yeah, Brian's been going blind on PHEV stuff. That's the electric. Yeah, and this is going to be fast because I don't really want to discuss this too much because one is PHEV finally up on the configurator so you can go and play with it. Um, the second thing is, is that I learned a little bit about what you want to do as far as research before you actually go and want to buy a PHEV. Okay. Um, um, the one big thing that many is pushing toward it is the tax incentive. You know, the $4,000 tax credit. Which is set to expire at the end of this year. Right. And it's also it's also not applicable in California or Washington. <laughs> and the reason for that is that funny. the motor that was put in the car. Freeze. You guys yeah. hate freeze. <laughs> no, it's why? No. Well, there's two reasons why. One is, is that... Um, the three-cylinder motor does not qualify for the emissions in California and in Washington, which doesn't qualify that particular motor for the nice little rebate that you're going to be getting, the $4,000 rebate. So other states will call her, but that one, these two won't. Okay. So, so, so look. You still qualify for a federal rebate, but not the state in addition to it. The state rebate, you don't qualify for it. The other is, is that it is, in fact, only if you owe tax to the IRS will you get to get to take advantage of that tax rebate. Correct. Correct. So, um, so make sure you look into that seriously. The if other you go refund every year, don't, don't even imagine you're going to get Yeah, don't think you're going to get money back on top of your refund because of right. it. Right. Um, the other thing is that is just the sheer amount of charge. This, if you run this car on electric only, you're maybe going to get 20 miles out of it. Wow. So, I, I, or like 13 to 16 or something. 13 to 15 is the mileage that they're saying right now, if you right. run it electric only. Right. Um, so make sure you do your research and uh, and look at this car hard and fast before you buy it. We have got six on pre-order right now. Got it. Um, so anyway, and that's it on the PF. I really seriously just wanted to touch it quickly and, and step away from it and not talk about it again. <laughs> and, and once again, I think it's it's viable for a lot of people, but it's not for everybody. You know, I have a neighbor that just bought a Fusion uh, plug-in hybrid, yeah. and she said, and and she drives six miles back and forth to work and doesn't really drive much else, and said in the first month of ownership of this car, she got 99 miles to the gallon, huh? and she'd only put fuel in it once Wow! in a month yeah. of ownership. So I think you, you can do that, like, the, the, the future does exist for that, and the potential does exist to own a plug-in hybrid, and the Mini's going to be the same. But you have to have a pretty short commute, and you have to drive the car not a lot, you know, like less than 50 miles a day. It's and not it really isn't. It's not going to be the way it was taught it is that it was going to be the end-all, be-all car, because it's not going to be that. If you're a sales rep and you're going to be doing tons of mileage, this is not your car. No. It's not even close to your car. So don't spend think, money on that. And I don't even think the electric mini that's coming out in two years is going to be that car either. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's not going to have a Tesla range. Yeah. It, it, it's it's not going to be a Tesla. It's going to be cool, but yeah. it's not going to be a Tesla. Speaking, and of I don't know if you guys if you guys saw this the 740e that I posted in our Slack the other day, but yes. that car goes the complete extreme. I mean, holy crap, that is a seriously large car. And it goes 30 miles on the charge. <laughs> 30 miles. It has a bigger has a bigger battery pack. Speaking speaking of Tesla, like, I don't know if you guys are following the the announcements, but as time goes by. Like what comes with the car? Like there's less and less thing that comes with the car. So it was the range first, which is not as as yeah. great as the rest. It's then the speed, and now it's the cars and the wheels. Like as time goes by, they're just removing things from the list of options. So being uh, the Model Three that's coming out, or the whole yeah, yeah, the Model Three, yeah, 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 the Model Three is becoming less and less. Well, what do you expect for thirty grand? I don't no, I mean that's that's what it. That's one way of going about it, and I'm and I think like you know there's enough. I mean I. I there's nothing wrong with it. What I'm trying to say, I guess, is that um, when the electric mini comes uh, to market, don't expect uh, a lot. it's going to be a tough competition. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a tough competition. Yeah. Okay. Very good. 
Let's. Uh, I think with that, I do believe we are done. Brian, thank yeah. you for that update. I do appreciate it. It's very nice. I'm looking at this. Don't forget, gang, um, if you want in on the extra show a month, which is like essentially an extra two shows a month, just join us over at the Patreon Club. You can go over there, become a member of the Patreon community. We post the Black Roof Radio shows over there, which is essentially all the pre-show. But this week, we've been making concerted effort to actually make it something that you want to listen to, not just, you know, Todd saying f words all the time well uh, and you say that db let's tell people what they get like if you go and you say listen i'm gonna I'm, pledge a dollar a show yeah you're you're, you're pledging a buck a show let me tell you what you've got right now so you're getting two the show a month it's two, two bucks, bucks a, month. a month you're getting the show before everybody else first of all you're yeah. getting all the black roof radio stuff you're gonna get priority downloads for the rebel video because i'm actually gonna upload that for you guys this weekend so and that's the long version of the rebel video and it's the high quality long version of the rebel video not the youtube quality five minute version of it uh, you get that. Anything new that comes along that's going to start, you guys find out about it first. It's pretty rad. And when you guys upload pictures to the uh, community board over there, those are the ones I look at first for picking pictures for the show art. This week, Rick Roberts' really badass-looking coupe with wire wheels. It's dope. That's the picture that you're seeing because he's a member of the community. Go over there. Check it out. Patreon.com forward slash White Roof Radio. And I would like to say that the Black Roof Radio this week was quite nice. Well, thanks, Chad. Appreciate that. Yeah. It's, I think it's really nice. You guys will enjoy it. You should definitely worth it. I'm telling you. It's, uh, it's definitely it's shuttlecast worthy. I'm just yeah. saying it is shuttlecast worthy. But we are done for the week, gang. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks for leaving reviews on iTunes. Thanks for checking out the sponsors. Thanks for all the things. We really appreciate it. We're coming up on 12 years. Very strong. Um, don't forget, if you are looking for a bicycle podcast, Todd was messing around before. Brian and I just cracked a one-year barrier over at Ride Bikes Radio. New show coming over there in another week. Uh, we're just playing catch-up. Um, so go over there and check us out. And <clears throat> just, just stay tuned to other things because uh, there's a lot of changes happening under the white roof very, very soon. Stay tuned. But this is the part of the show where... I need to remind you, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. But until next weekend, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. Have you Night, everybody. Thank you.